0: This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you.
1: Hello and welcome to the first energy sport podcast of the new football season. And what better way to kick off a fresh campaign than taking a look ahead to the SPFL's finest and most unpredictable division, the Championship. My name is Sean McGill and as a Comarnock fan, I'm keen to learn more about the sides that Ayrshire's finest will be bulldozing their way past on route to their glorious title victory. So I've enlisted the help of some losers who are a bit more used to seeing their, their teams outside the Premiership than me. They can sort of catch me up to speed on all things second tier. So first up, he travelled far and wide watching Championship football last season as Robbie Nielsen's side stumbled their way to promotion, did everything they can to avoid that trophy. Um, it's Energy Sports' Heart Lillian correspondent Jamie McIntosh. How are you?
2: Yes, very good. Delighted to uh, be back podcasting with you guys for another year. Our final year for me and Jack, anyway.
1: Don't get me emotional. We can't talk about that throughout the year. I'll get, I'll get sad. I'm just stuck with Cameron. I don't want that. Oh wait, that excuse g- me. What? Excuse me. Well, <laughs> in keeping with the laughing at a football club much bigger and much more successful than mine in a division above mine theme, uh, we've got another jambo jobber, Cameron Monster. How are you?
3: That was a lot worse than Jamie's introduction. Yeah, I don't like, like was, I don't like
1: you as much though, that's the thing.
3: That was constant hate for a good 30 seconds there, yeah. from everyone. I've, I, I don't feel welcome on this podcast.
1: I'm glad. I was actually
3: last in as well, so I, I'm definitely just the add-on for this podcast, that's fine. I'll accept my role
1: and I'll move on with it, it's fine. I we were talking about you before you came on as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> and finally, the only thing more irrelevant, unsuccessful and downright disgusting than our last guest... Is the so called football club he supports. It's my co editor and all round general scumbag Jack Donnelly. <laughs>
0: it's Derby Week, innit? It's <laughs> Derby Week! <laughs>
1: <Gosh>!
0: <laughs> Hello mate, good to have you back and good to be back on Energy Sport
1: Podcast. It's been far too long. It has been. I don't really know how to talk to you this week, because Yeah. <laughs> just... I don't know if I want to, to be quite honest, but Are you nervous Are yet? Nah. <laughs> I'm just we, excited
0: we, we've got nothing to be nervous about oh, shut up I mean, you losers we'll save this for a, for a Friday uh, podcast that we're going to do a wee, a wee hint for what's to come but yeah I'm, I've got no reason to be nervous to be quite honest with you
1: That's fair enough because you're you're used to losing anyway, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, Who who
0: got relegated more recently? Oh, that's your club. That's your pathetic, tiny little football club. Okay, let's just
1: save it. I'm I'm saving saving it for the (laughs) Ayrshire Derby Preview (laughs) podcast. Um, And as you're probably learning throughout that intro section, I'm a simple man and therefore have stuck to the tried and trusted season preview method alphabetical order. So we'll spend a bit of time discussing each of the 10 teams ready to cause a storm in Singe 2 as I'm calling it now, uh, before ending the show with our 1-10 predictions of how the Championship table will end up. So having checked, uh, reminding myself of the alphabet, we're kicking things off and Angus with the only part-time team left in the Championship following Alloa Athletics relegation to League One and that is of course our growth. Uh, the Smokies beat the odds again last season, avoiding the relegation playoff on a dramatic final day and they sealed an extremely respectable 7th placed finish. Jamie, just looking at Arbroath from sort of a solely financial and kind of logistical perspective as well considering they train far less than the other teams in the in the division, they should be outright relegation favourites, are they for you? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right
2: to say that they should be favourites, but I, uh, no, they should not be favourites to go down. It's a bit like Hamilton, probably, of the, of the Championship. Their time will come. They won't remain in the Championship forever. They will eventually go down, but I I, I think they'll stay up for another year. Hint, hint.
1: There we go. Um, we were just talking off-air about maybe one of their transfer dealings that's surprised you. Do you want to elaborate on that?
2: Yeah, Chris Doolan, obviously. Um, he's a, a veteran striker. Um, somebody who... Has always been a bit of a goal scorer, really. a bit of a poacher. And yeah, I just think he's the sort of player you want in the championship, really. Um somebody who's whose goals could really be the difference at this level on uh staying up or not. So a wee bit surprised to leave to, to see him leave on a on a free. <laughs> well, am not saying he's worth like millions, obviously, but <laughs> just a wee bit surprised to see him depart, I think, in the circumstances that he did anyway. Not sure if his contract was up or not, to be honest, but
1: and Jack, I believe Arbroath might have dished out a bit of a hammer into the honest men last season. What is it about this team that you think that means that they can so sort of effectively punch above their weight, a bit like Hamilton, Jamie was saying?
0: Is this just your role in this podcast, just to antagonise me as an A United fan, just throughout it as much as you possibly can? Glad you're catching just, on. Just, yeah, good. No, I switched on from the get go. I think the way that Arbroath can just kind of get at teams and punch above their weight, as you were saying, I think Dick Campbell just has that ability to really rally his team. I mean, they went on that eight or nine game unbeaten run kind of between yeah. January and March last season. And it was really, really impressive the way they went about it. And I think he's just good at rallying that team together and making them a solid defensive unit. I mean, I know there was probably a couple of defensive players that left that might have done a lot better this season had they stayed, but I think that's really where it kind of comes down to. I think I'm, a big fan of Dick Campbell as a manager, I think he's a, Obviously, we know he's a great character, kind of in and around the media as well. But I think on the pitch, he really knows how to kind of put a team together and kind of rally a team whenever things are looking bleak. And clearly, that happened considering that they stayed up at the kind of last port call last season.
1: Jack's kind of stolen my question there for you, Cameron. But I wanted to talk about uh, Dick Campbell, who, like Jack's saying, gets so much sort of praise and attention for being such a great character around Scottish football. Do, but do you think? Considering the job that he's done sort of throughout his career, but more specifically at our growth over the last few years, um, do you think we sort of underappreciate just how good a football manager he is as well as a sort of big personality?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think we get lost in the personality because it is so great, but he is a fantastic manager. he only has some part time, probably training two times a week or whatever, people that are working full time jobs and he still gets a team that can finish seventh in the championship. A team that honestly shouldn't be given the individuals there, no disrespect. Um yeah, he's he's a brilliant personality and probably an even better manager. I don't think anyone can can really understand how he's kept them there for that long, but he's done it. And um, I think a little bit of Jamie, not to give anything away, but even though they maybe should be the favourites to go down, I don't think they will be. Um, they've done like like I say, They've lost Christo and, and a bunch of loanees. Have had their loans end, but I still think if they get one or two more players, then they should be safer in our season.
1: I'm just looking at their ins and outs just now, Jamie, and I'm seeing that uh, Chris Hamilton's joined on loan from Hearts. Am I right in thinking he's fairly small for a central defender?
2: Yeah, he is. He's centre-half, obviously, as you say, and I remember watching him. uh, He has played for the first team before, but I've seen him in the under-20s. I remember going to watch Edinburgh Derby under-20s at the Orium, and Jesus, he, he is small. He was playing alongside a guy called Daniel Bauer that game. And Bauer was about six foot three, obviously. had a spell at Bonnie Reagan, I think now is at Spartans. And yep. uh, to, next to him, obviously, the majority of players would probably look small, but he uh, he was quite considerably shorter than his, his central defensive partner that day. But, you know, you don't, you don't need to be tall to be a centre-half, but, but in a league like the Championship, I think that he opposition teams might target his his uh, height or lack of it and maybe try and, if they've got a big striker up front, for example, I don't know, Robbie Muirhead at Morton or something, just say, oh, go and play off that guy instead of uh, his central defensive partner. Could be a weakness for our bro, but time will tell.
1: What top-tier analysis from us, talking about the height of players. But uh, I just that stuck, that stuck with me because I think Chris Hamilton made his first-team debut at Rugby Park uh, on the he final did. day against... Kelly and Chris Boyd just made it his mission to absolutely bully him that day. I remember there was one point where the boat the ball kinda of just gone like over the top and it was nobody was gonna catch it. So Boyd made out like he was running for the ball and instead it just absolutely like crashed right into the back of Chris Hamlet, like just for a laugh. I think he got booked for it as well, but and he was just laughing about it. He just just wanted to wind up this young sort of small set-a-half making his debut. And uh, so I've always been interested in the career of Chris Hamilton after that. I hope he does well at our growth, but um, it'll be interesting to see how he fits into that side. Um, it looks like Greenock Morton are next on our list, Jack, but they're playing at some dump in Ayrshire next season. What's what's going on there? Hey,
0: okay, also, that, okay, yeah, that's. Uh... I think you just need to get your eyes checked. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a Charlie Nicholas here, aren't I?
1: You <laughs> <laughs> cut that early.
0: I did cut that early. I didn't want to lead myself down that dark path. No, you're talking. We're going to be talking about Air United next, Sean. Because, All right. yeah, early signs were that it was just going to become Davy Davy Hopkins, Air Sir Morton. That's kind of the way it seemed to be going. I mean, that is, let me just, that's Nick McAllister, no, not Nick McAllister, he's in from St Miriam, my apologies. Uh, that's Sean McGinty, Marcus Fjortov, Cameron Sarkild and Eddie McAdams, four of Morton's players coming to Somerset Park this summer. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see why people are saying that. And the way that Hopkins was setting up, especially towards the end of last season, it was fairly dour football <laughs> from from my perspective, it was just. If we don't, if we drop at the division, I can kind of understand why. But we stayed up, and I've been excited by what well, make excited is excited the right word? Potentially not. I've been intrigued. I've definitely been intrigued by what Hopkins been building over the summer at Somerset Park.
1: I don't think that's ever good if you say you're intrigued about your own team. <laughs> I think that that's masking some some concern yeah. um, there. Well, tell us, Jack, about what changed when David Hopkins came in. Uh, like you said, it was pretty dimmer football. I don't, I sort of remember you saying it was much better under Mark Kerr, so do you think that, do you have confidence that Hopkins are a better fit to take Ayr forward?
0: It's tough to say, I mean, for now yes, because we've been able to see him kind of get his signings in, because I think just about every signing he's been kind of going after in the summer he's managed to get in, I mean, obviously he'll know the Morton boys very well indeed, and I mean, I was quite happy with Aidan McAdams coming in. Yeah, practice. he's a good keeper, I think. Uh, Morton's player of the season last year, and I was a fan of Marcus Fjortov when I saw him. Uh, I've kind of heard good things about Cammy Salkeld. I mean, I saw him in our 1-0 victory over Hamilton away at New Douglas Park. He scored the other goal of the game. And Sean McGinty's looked kind of fairly unshaken at the back. We've gone through that uh, Premier Sports Cup. uh League Cup uh, group without conceding a goal, and you know, he's been named We're captain, which was an odd. Which, yeah, well, yeah, well, only missed one, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that wasn't our fault. That's Falkirk's. <laughs> uh, and he's been made captain, which I don't necessarily agree with, but it seems to be working out okay so far. But I, I'm, I'm, I am excited. I'll say I'll I'll double down and say that I'm excited going into the season with the players that we've been able to bring in and the players that we've kept.
1: Cameron, we're talking about that link between uh, Morton and here, the sort of four players that have jumped with David Hopkins from Capello to Somerset Park. Do you think that's a worrying strategy, sort of taking players from a team that finished below you in the table when you were an alt bag great yourself? Yeah,
3: I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, simple answer. Yeah, like I mean, I don't have to build that because you've you've summed up quite well there. I I don't understand the tactic of buying players from the team below you, maybe they're being wasted by their manager, I don't know, I don't know too much about Greenham I'll admit on this podcast, but yeah, it's a worrying strategy, and in fact it's so many, nicking one or two favourite enough, but four players four players is a, is a lot to build a team around, it, you're basically going right, we finished 8th last, last year let's push for ninth. it doesn't make any sense to me, um, we'll have to see how it goes on the pitch, I mean, Air didn't have a bad showing in the League Cup whatsoever, so it's looking promising, but yeah, it's a weird tactic anyway, it's a weird strategy and we'll just have to wait and see if it pays off I suppose. I'll jump in here Go for it. I completely understand what uh, what David Hopkins
2: is trying to do here Morton's problem last season wasn't defensively it was uh, the other end of the pitch uh, they only scored 22 goals last season, they were the lowest scorers in the league and the, the players that Air United have signed so McGinty uh, Fiorto, McAdams Morton played a back five lap for the majority of last season, if I remember rightly. And, you know, they've signed a couple of the centre-halves and the goalie, um, who only conceded, you know, 33 goals in a... OK, a shortened season. But, as I say, Morton were ninth because they couldn't score a goal, not because they couldn't defend. So, I think uh, if Ayr can get some quality going forward, they've got a solid defence and a solid goalkeeper now. Obviously, Sinisalo was not wrong with him, but... Um, you know, McAdams is a is a solid option for them to have now as well. So I think that's very good business from David Hopkins.
1: Yeah, I was impressed by McAdams as well. Jack, is there talk of getting a, a, a striker in? Because it does sort of seem that that would be the area that you would most need a body in.
0: Yeah, no, There's there's been a number of kind of rumblings about who uh, and when we're going to be going after a striker. I mean, I have I have been impressed by the boy that's come in, Tommy Adeloye, uh, formerly of Barnett, and I think he played couple of games at East Kilbride before that season get postponed kind of earlier this year uh, I mean he's kind of he scored twice against Edinburgh City and kind of looked to really trouble both uh, Albion Rovers and Hamilton across the other two games that we played in the League Cup group stages so I've been kind of impressed by him and I, I do think we just need one more striker in I think there's a talk of potentially getting one of the under 23s from Burnley that played in a friendly against there uh, just in between that kind of period where we were without a League Cup game uh, for the for our off day, so we played a friendly against the under twenty threes at Burnley, obviously in that new strategic partnership and I think there was a lot of talk of their big striker coming up the road and signing on loan. But uh, we literally as this podcast started we did sign a new winger, which is something we, we are sorely lacking in in this squad. We just we just don't have uh wide players really. I mean, aside from kind of Michael Miller, Mikey Hewitt and kind of mark mckenzie playing out of position on the left wing we've not really got any wingers but we just signed uh formerly known as the irish messi and that that is taken from the from the daily record article that's just come out about him uh dare o'connor uh coming over from ireland on a a one-year deal 24 year old can attack midfielder winger so exciting kind of signs are kind of read quickly through the article on the website and in the records so Promising sound, uh, promising signs, kind of a bit of pace, a bit of trickery in that kind of front line ahead of what is likely to be a very turgid and hard to break down back four or five, depending on how Hawkins sets it up. I mean, he set, set it up both ways, actually. Uh, he started with a four and then went to a five against Hamilton, so he can do it both ways. And I think just that injection of quality going forward is going to be what we need as kinda our window wraps up.
1: Uh, the Irish Messi I think you hope you'll forgive me for not holding my breath on that one uh, we'll share that pan-
0: no, you don't
1: need to you don't need to you don't need to don't need, worry <clears throat> oh, so that pans out for uh, United we'll move on now to another team in black and white who we perhaps expect to be at the opposite end of the table and it's been another busy summer at East End Park and uh, I feel like it's always round about this time where people get excited about Dunfermline they make a few sign-ins and you think this could be the year that they end their 14 year wait for top flight football and Cameron you might not feel the same as that, the same as I do but for me there is a lot of exc- excitement around Dunfermline heading into this new season but before we get onto the sort of positivity there's still that niggling question in my mind of why did Peter Grant get this job?
3: Yeah it's an odd one, uh, he, I think people would being a little bit harsh on Peter Grant, I still think he done an alright job at Aloha did he not? I know they got relegated and they kind of fell away big time towards the end of last season but I don't think he's a bad manager, I think there was just other options out there, um, it's, an odd one. it's an odd one, I won't deny that, but the, the squad's exciting enough that it makes up for it, I feel, I know we'll probably go into more detail on that, I don't want to take away from your uh, questions, I'm sure, us, Jamie and Jack, but um, they've got a really exciting squad, and I still think, even with Peter Grant, even if he's not the most forward-thinking manager in the world, um, I still think they've got a good chance
1: of going for at least the playoffs, if not the title this season. Don't worry about taking away from my questions. They're not very good anyway. Uh, Jamie, there's a lot of new signs. Uh, like I said, it's been a busy summer at East End Park and a lot of them sort of have championship experience or they're coming directly from uh, championship teams. So uh, we know them, we're familiar with them. So who's really getting your, your juices going in this past team?
2: Um, I think Todorov probably from Inverness is quite a statement, if you like. Um, I think... In, you know I again I will get on to them but I expect Inverness and Dunfermline both to have a solid season and I think it's it comes across as kind of Dunfermline have just gone and taken one of their rivals best players from last season and it just it just comes across as a a pretty big statement for me even just some of the names Craig Whiten from Hearts okay didn't maybe have the best of times at Hearts but I personally was a big fan of Craig White at Hearts and I didn't think he got a fair crack of the whip Graham Doran's obviously just signed earlier in the week as well. He was okay at Dundee. He wasn't brilliant, to be honest. So I'm quite interested to see how that one goes. But there's a bit of youth in there as well. You know, Reese Breen from from Rangers as well. Um, So, yeah, I think they've certainly made enough signings to catch your eye, put it that way. But at the same time, they've lost a few players as well. You know, obviously lost Ewan Murray to Kilmarnock. Kyle Turner was obviously wanting away for a while. He's joined rivals, Partick Thistle. So, there's a lot of movement in the Championship this season that's gone to clubs around them, like in the same league, I mean. So, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, I think it's quite an interesting market actually, an interesting window, I should say, um, just because a lot of players seem to be leaving for said team's rivals for the upcoming season.
1: And uh, the loan market was something that Dunfernoe used a lot last season, Jack, and they've uh, lost players like Ewan Henderson, Kevin McInroy, Lewis Mayo, Fraser Murray, Scott Banks have all uh, gone back to their uh, parent clubs, but some of them have moved on after that as well. Um, they brought up a couple of players in, so do you see that those loan players been a big miss for uh, Pars and then how do you feel they've used it so far this season and getting a couple of Premiership players in?
0: Well, I think the real kind connect- of Premier signing for them has been Kai Kennedy, especially considering how much he kind of lit up the division during the time at Wraith last season.
1: I mean, Can I jump in on Kai Kennedy? Because mm-hmm. everyone's very excited about the Senate of Kai Kennedy and I might have just caught Wraith Rovers at the wrong time last season, but when I saw them, Kai Kennedy was coming off the bench and not doing all that much. You, is Keke spell in the championship being overhyped, or am I, have I just missed the sort of the high points of his stay? I don't know if anyone can jump in on that one.
2: Maybe not as consistent as um, I don't know somebody in the Premiership, for example. But he's, there's a player in there, and obviously mm-hmm. he's still very Absolutely. young. And he's so direct. He's so quick that uh, you know when I saw him against Hearts, obviously he had uh, spells at two different clubs last season. I remember rightly anyway. And he, he, you know he impressed me every time I saw him. Really, um, he just—I don't know—he just looks like a lively player and somebody that, in a I'm not sure. I think teams are going to try and double up on him. I was going to say in quite open games, but I'm not sure you'll get that many open games in the championship this season. I think that is when he's um, at his best when he's facing up a winger one on one. I would back him every time to go past him. past his opposite number.
1: Sorry for uh, cutting in there Jack, it's just I felt like I had quite a contrary uh, view of Kai Kennedy, people are getting very very excited about him yeah. and I've just perhaps in the games that I've seen him haven't seen that sort of, I've wasn't really given the time, I mean when I was at um, Starch Park last season and he didn't even yeah. get off the bench against Morton so um, it, was, it was a shame for me, I was I thought it was a shame that I didn't get to see him um, but a, a young player who is very highly thought of at Rangers, should make an impact in the Championship as you, you were saying.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I do echo Jamie's sentiment in the sense that it might not have been the most consistent run for him, especially kind of mid to late season, but that early kind of stage, probably between like October and February, I thought he was unplayable at times. Honestly, he just one of the most exciting players in the division and I would wager him with that extra kind of year of experience in that division. You'll know exactly kind of what he's going to be coming up against again and he can kick on and potentially have more of a consistent presence. And I think Fraser Murray's probably Fraser Murray and Scott Banks are probably the biggest losses for Dunfermline, in my eyes anyway, but with the amount of players that they've kind of brought in, I don't see them kind of regretting letting them, or not pursuing a permanent deal or getting them in on loan again, I think they've probably got all the right areas covered uh, at the moment anyway, and I wouldn't, it's, it's always the same with championship clubs, you just never really Count them out, bringing someone else in just a to bolster the squad kind of towards the late stages or when those games already been played. So I really wouldn't be surprised to see more incomings, even though they potentially might not be
1: crucially needed. Yes, does anyone else have any other thoughts on them? Firmly heading into the new season, because I know that there's kind of a lot of elements to this team that make them really exciting. Like we've been saying throughout, sort of heading into this campaign is there still question marks defensively over them perhaps with the loss of Ewan Murray or do you think that uh, like Jamie said the sign of Reese Breen might sort of uh, cover that anyone can jump in for final thoughts on the pars
3: um I don't want to jump in quickly I thought their defence was still pretty solid last season also and Murray was their I think it was their players player of the season so that's a huge loss and um, but I was actually going to touch on I don't sorry if i did miss it but I don't think we touched on Kevin O'Hara I believe he's signed as well from Aloha, and he scored more goals in the last season than Nikolai Todorov, who I think, like Jamie, will do really well for them. So they've got three capable forwards because, as much as I was quite a critic of Greg Whiting at Hearts, I, still, I do still believe there's a player in there, uh, definitely at Dunfermline's level anyway. Um, so I think defence, they're still solid. Midfield with Graham Dorans, if he comes in and does a good job, I think they look brilliant all over the pitch. Um, and the goalkeeper options as well are Dennis Mamet and Owen Form Williams, who are Definitely good goalkeepers for championship level. So,
1: yeah, a really exciting team. Really exciting team. Hopefully not too exciting, eh? Um, we'll get onto that <laughs> in a bit. Um, now we can actually talk about Greenock Morton, um, and from the outside looking in, Jamie, uh, they seem to be staying very on brand in terms of being the division's resident bonfire.
2: Yeah, they look a bit short on numbers as well, to be honest. I'm just looking at the kind of outs and ins, and there's a lot more outs than the I think more players have left to go to Air United than they've actually brought in.
1: That's a it's very the same, good... actually. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, that, actually.
2: <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, just looking at the players they've brought in, Alan Lifko, obviously we know Alan Lifko was, uh, you know, once a very good defender at Livingston. Um, Hasn't really reached the same level for some time, though, really, of that, obviously, that famous back three at Livingston when they first came up to the premiership of Alan Lifko, Declan Gallagher and Craig Halkett, you look at the other two, and now you look at Alan Lifko. Um, you Jack look at the other Hamilton, two, Craig Halkett? Well, I, I, you know I'm not a massive Alan <laughs> but he's playing in the premiership. Um, true, very true. Jack Hamilton has signed from Dundee. Move quickly on from that one. Near miss. Uh, lost McAdams and replaced him with Jack Hamilton. So, I mean, that's that's not great if you ask me personally. Um, and Gozi you is signed from Rafe. Um, another interesting signing because it's a championship club to another championship club and goziugu was somebody i remember he wasn't getting much game time when he first came in at rave manny dooku was stealing all the headlines i remember seeing dooku at Tynecastle castle um the first time hearts played rave was it a league cup game i think it was a league cup game i think that was a game white and scored a hat-trick and Duku uh, dooku scored a belter and he uh, he was the, the kind of talk, everybody was talking about Duku at the start of the season, and he just fell away. He just didn't didn't start many games after that, and I didn't wouldn't say his form dipped. It was just he didn't really get much of a looking after that. Ugu came in, took his place, and he was all right, but kept Manny Duku out of the team, and now obviously he's been moved on to Morton. So I'm quite intrigued to see how that signing uh, pans out, because as I say, I just think it's quite an interesting one. Could go either way really, but. I mean, Morton are a team that struggle for goals, and to be honest, as long as I've known Morton, I feel like they've struggled for goals, but um, certainly last season, you know, the league's lowest goal scorers, and I'm not sure if Gozi Oogwu is going to be the answer to their
1: problems. Yeah, just make sure you don't um, ask any questions about how blunt they are in attack. Um, uh, Cameron, we're talking about Alan Lithgow there, uh, he was kind of there. Uh, marquee signing it looked like at the start of the window it was like oh well that's a pretty big name with uh, like Jamie was saying um, good experience in that Livingston side and it has really tailed off for him and he struggled with injuries do you think that there's a chance that he can rebuild his career at Capo? I hope
3: so um, I remember I was at Hibs Livingston in the cup recently and it was I think it might be his first game back maybe second and um, and Martindale admitted after that he shouldn't have been playing the full 90 minutes, so i have to give him some credit there. But he, he not to say finished that level, because that's harsh, but he got turned inside out all game. Um, not even by the likes of Martin Boyle, just by any other Hibs player. He, he really struggled. Um, so I don't know, I, I think this is definitely a level he needs to be at. I don't think he can play at the Premiership level. But he was out for, was it almost two years? 18 months or something hmm. it was? Um, it was a long time. So for him to even bounce back and still be playing football at this level... Is incredible. I hope he does well. But if that's Martin's marquee signing, then I think they're in quite a bit of trouble. Because, like Jamie, I'm not too sure about Oogwu because he done okay at Rafe. And Jack Hamilton, the less said, the better. So (laughs) it's worrying times for Greedick Martin. They've even lost Stephen McGinn from his loan. Um, UEFA Champions League player Kazia Sterling's away as well. So a a bit of trouble. A bit of trouble for Greedick Martin, that's for sure. (laughs)
1: I've seen them this season with Morton. I saw them take on uh, Kelly at Rugby Park in the League Cup and they scored the first goal, a great goal from Lewis McGregor who just made his first appearance uh, for the first team um, in the League Cup against East Bride, and then uh, scored his first senior goal at Rugby Park. And Morton got the first goal and then uh, did what you might expect them to do and just sat in their shape really well, defended really well. You can't criticise them for, them, them for that. It was just a, a very late equaliser and uh, Jack Hamilton made some saves that night, I wasn't, uh, I mean some he made them maybe a bit harder than they had to be, (laughs) but uh, uh, Hamilton was of course on loan at at Kelly earlier in the the window, so I was um, pretty content to see him join Morton, but that performance made me think that they can, they have qualities, that if if they can get ahead in the game, if they can score the first goal, then maybe a team who wouldn't be quite as persistent as Kelly are with some of the attacking players they have, like Fraser Murray, Dan Armstrong came off the bench, that maybe Morton would have held on in another situation, of course that was just the, the League Cup group stage, but in a, a league campaign that might be really important with him. Jack, I'll ask you this question, but it's on a player specifically, so I don't know if you'll have too many thoughts on him, and if not, you can pass it on to, to Jamie, but Aidan um, Nesbitt's left Morton, and he was a player that like Jamie's saying, he didn't, uh, they didn't score many goals last season, but he always seemed to be a bit of a Handful up front, and he's gone to Falkirk. Mm-hmm. How much does that say about the current standings of Morton? When a player who sort of turned out regularly has dropped down a division to to sort of continue his career there?
0: I mean, it's certainly not encouraging. I mean, look, this is this is Morton, who I think I might have the numbers wrong. They might have signed someone else, but I think twelve senior players in the, in their entire squad, eh, especially after Nesbitt left, that obviously contributed to that. I, I don't really know too much about the player himself, so I can't speak on why he specifically made that move. But it's not a surprise, to be quite honest, seeing that many players kind of jump in the ship as soon as they get the opportunity, because just throughout that season last kind of from January onwards, really, it was just an absolute catastrophe. Like there was not really one ounce of positivity coming out of the coming out of the club. I mean, they were going without and crucial members of staff. I mean, players were short. It was just terrible and it kind of looks to be continuing into this season and I really I mean we're going to talk about our kind of one to tens like later kind of towards the end of the podcast but I'm really really expecting them to be right down there I'd be surprised if they're anywhere kind of in the top half of the table.
1: Any thoughts on Aidan Nesbitt Jamie am I right in thinking that he was a a decent player who could have stayed in the championship?
2: Yeah probably and I mean you look at their a few other of their outs they've uh, dropped down a division Craig McGuffey was another guy that I was quite impressed with, scored a belter of a goal at Tynecastle. he's gone to Falkirk um, Calvin Orsay I remember him starting a, a game at Capalow. Rabin Nomar as well they've both joined teams below in Dumbarton and uh, Sterling Albion Chris Miller was actually on the coaching uh, coaching staff there I think he was a kind of player assistant sort of role and he's gone to Bride. and it just doesn't really seem very positive you know when you just get a vibe from a, a club that's mm-hmm. just not very positive and you just look at the the amount of players that i recognize from seeing in the starting lineups last season have gone and it just looks like a completely different team and i just don't you know they've not really recruited enough numbers they just going by the outs and ins they just seem like they're going to be short um, obviously, they are under kind of like community ownership now. a um, kind of fan investment group. I think they own about ninety percent of the club now. So you know, they. I don't know if they're a bit tight for money. I, I don't know. I'd be speculating, but it doesn't really look like a club that's particularly stable at the moment, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think I we all sort of concur with that. And just when I thought I'd escaped the toll of being in the same division as Hamilton Academical. My football team decides to follow them straight into the second tier and after years of scratching and clawing their way to premiership survival season on season the story finally ended last campaign with brian rice's side set for a fresh start in the championship jack you've seen them live uh, fairly recently in the premier sports cup uh you were saying it's a, a very young team did you get the impression that is a fresh start as a as i said there that they will sort of Perhaps abandon the sort of stifling Hamilton atmosphere that's frustrated so many teams for so many seasons and perhaps look to put faith in these young players and have a bit more attack and impetus about them?
0: <sighs> to be honest to be honest with me, it's tough to say because if it is a fresh start, it's a sleeping start at that. Mm. Because that game they did not threaten whatsoever. Uh, the, the only player that can look to be the brightest spark and really drive them forward was Graeme Sinclair's cousin Lewis Smith. He was kind of the most positive on the ball, and was constantly just driving it, driving down the bylines to try and kind of get across and or look to find someone else on that wing, or just cut anything inside. But they just looked limp against us. I don't really know what else to say about them. Like they're obviously lost some big names. I mean Ross Callaghan going to Ross County. That he was their kind of hero in a lot of occasions last season. Uh, he's still contracted to the club, but uh, Hakim Adolphin has basically done. He's away down to Rotherham which I said uh, we, we've kind of talked about it and we said it's a bit of a boring move because Rotherham and that's not really exciting from a Scottish perspective but not focus too much on that but I, I can absolutely respect what they're doing I mean their academy turnaround is well well revered around Scottish football and rightly so because of how many academy products they produce and bleed into their first team but they really just kind of do seem to be starting from nothing again and they really need to go about it potentially a bit of a different way because I feel like they're really going to struggle if they just try and rely on their youth products and don't potentially use that Adolphin money to get some more established players in to kind of steady things
1: And Jack mentioned there Cameron some of the players they've lost, how sort of big a miss do you think they'll be I mean you mentioned Ross Callaghan, Adolphin's not not gone yet but even beyond that Aaron Martin's away to Port Vale Marius pose away, Charlie Trafford who started a big bulk of games for Akis as well Uh, They do have that sort of core of young talent, but some of their more experienced pros and some of the pros who sort of made the biggest impact for Haki's last season have departed.
3: Yeah, um, it's difficult for them, not a lot they can do. Also, Russ Callan apparently had a relegation clause or certainly wanted away straight after relegation. Haki Medoffin was never staying, Uh, like you said, so many others as well. But those two, especially, I think if they'd kept at least just a couple of those players, they'd be. In and about the title, really, they still could be, but it's less so now. I think their signings so far maybe a little bit underwhelming. Uh, they have done well at left back. They got Kieran McDonald from Rafe and young Matthew Shields from Rangers um, on a free, I think. But they've not really filled any other position competently. I don't think their only other major signings would be Andy Ryan. Um, but he was at Sterling Albion last year. Got a couple goals. Um, yeah, worrying especially Callaghan and Dolphin going. Those two are the big losses. It was expected. I'm sure they'll bring through many of the brilliant youth academy players. And um, yeah, it's a restructuring year. That's the best way to put it, really.
1: Sicky folks stealing my next questions with their answers, <laughs> um, but Jamie, uh, I guess with relegated clubs, you maybe expect them to sort of uh, make the biggest splash in the championship market, like Komarnica certainly doing. But because of sort of the size of Hamlet and the nature of the club, they can't do that. They have to be. Um, a bit more sort of astute in their signings. Do you think they've done that so far? I mean, I know you were, you've said to us privately that you think Andy Ryan could do a job in his return to New Douglas Park.
2: Yeah, you know, I think you're right. It's not, it's not Hamilton's style. It's not the nature of the club. Um, you know, even if they did have the, a wee bit more um financially, I'm just not sure they. I would see them doing it. I think they would continue to invest in the youth. They would actually probably invest more in the youth if they had a little a little more money because, to be fair to them, it's something that's worked really well for them. Um, but I think everybody knew that eventually Hamilton were going to go down, and when they did, it was going to spell trouble because, um, you know, spoiler alert, I, I don't see them coming back up this season. Um And I I, <laughs> I think they're going to have a really tough season. I, I really do. I think, mainly because they're a, a relatively young team, but I think Hamilton will struggle this season. Um, you're Kind of looking at their signings, yeah, you know it was obvious that a lot of the big guys that were kind of there last season, the first teamers, were gonna go, um, and you know again they've kind of recruited from the kind of oh, I was gonna say the lower leagues, but they have not really, you know Andy Ryan's the only one that's uh, come from Sterling Albion. They actually paid money from. Obviously Andy Ryan had a had a successful spell at Hamilton before. He knows the clubs, the fans like him, so that's a popular signing. But I don't know. I just think Hamilton are really, really gonna have a tough season ahead of them.
1: And let's go from hamilton to the highlands and have a chat about inverness caledonian thistle jack it's been it's the managerial situation is quite an interesting one there of course uh john robertson took a step aside he's now upstairs at um at inverness and uh neil mccann came in on an interim basis and from an outsider looking into that i would say that he didn't do a spectacular job but he didn't do a, a terrible one and you maybe thought that he'd be given the chance to build something there, or perhaps he'd go for a, a more high profile name. Instead it's Billy Dodds which seemingly mm. came out of nowhere. What do you make of that appointment?
0: I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean I was kind of a bit blindsided by it. It was certainly one of the potentially <laughs> last names I would have expected. I mean, just looking at kind of when he last man he hasn't managed kind of properly since two thousand six, like so he his caretaker manager than D United for a little bit, but it just it, i don't really know what to say about it to be quite honest i mean obviously robertson moved up the stairs because of his own personal reasons and we can absolutely respect that for the reason behind it so i just it's gonna be a bit of an untested season i think for cali again i think they should really go into the season just focus on maintaining their position potentially kind of push up towards the playoffs potentially uh and just try and kind of start rebuilding from from the kind of boardroom down really i mean that kind of almost untested manager, especially at this level, I mean, you don't really know what kind of is going to come out of it. So, I think it's just going to be a bit of a guessing game until you actually see them step out onto the pitch this weekend.
1: And, uh, Cameron, we'd we'll like to take a laugh at the, the friendliest rivalry in Scottish football between Cali and uh, neighbours Ross County. And it's, uh, they seem to love to jump about up there between the two Highland clubs. And it's it happened again with Billy McKay and Michael Gardine. Um, yeah. Heading to the Caledonian Stadium, but they're two uh, pretty good additions. You would think for a for a Championship team who you'd think would have aims of getting into playoffs again.
3: Yeah, not bad signs at all. So they have lost some promising players um, like Daniel Mackay and Nikolai Todorov, But Billy Mackay should get goals. Um, he should I, actually. I can't exactly remember how well he's really done it county, but. Um, He's ah. a good signing... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say? say Billy
1: McKay always seemed to be a goal threat no matter what division yeah. he plays in. I mean, He might not be the ah. most amazing numbers and he might not always score them but the mm-hmm. Billy McKay with the ball at his feet in the box to me as a fan I would always go something could go wrong here.
3: Yeah, ah, that's that's perfect way to sum him up really. We um, should get a good couple of goals in this division for Inverness. And Mitch Gardin's a good signing as well also he's a little bit older. He's 35 to McKay's 2 um, so I definitely think McKay's a better signing. But <laughs> Billy McKay's
1: 2 years old. <laughs>
3: Did I not say 32?
1: I don't, the three cut out Did for me. I just said <laughs> 35 to Billy McKay's two. <laughs> so, I mean, I got it saying, but... There's He's
3: a, a brilliant for the youth bloggers. academy prospect. He's <laughs> <laughs> <it's> a brilliant... Billy McKay's <laughs> <laughs> two-year-old. Um, so, yeah, Mitch Gardine is 35 and Billy McKay is two years old. Um, and I think Gardine's... I Why are you that, calling though. him Mitch? Uh,
1: He's He's yeah. Mitch. 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 Is that Midge?
3: Yeah, Midge. Is <laughs> that, that what they call him? It, does, it does, does get called oh, Midge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Twitter handle
1: is Midge. I'm best pals oh, So, me I and Midge.
3: Um, <laughs> don't follow Michael Gardine on Twitter. <laughs> 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 um, the other... Veteran side. Sorry if I'm still a question again, but the other one's Kirk Broadfoot, and that I'll say less about. You can talk about that, Sean, if you'd like, or pass it over to Jamie.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can talk about Kirk Broadfoot without you need to. <laughs> sort of foaming <laughs> at the back I just Oh, I mean, he's a captain now, so best of luck to the lads. Uh,
3: uh, well, they've lost. They've lost the Kai, the and Tosh at the back, and replaced them just with Kirk Broadfoot. It seems so. Mm. That's worrying, I think.
1: What do you know. mean, Kirk Brodfoot's got the talent of three players, surely? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kirk Brodfoot did a great service in getting Kilmarnock relegated last season, so... Uh, I'll be forever grateful, at least. Yeah, it's, and he was one of the most vocal players in the whole, let's get rid of Angel Alessio, which was the downward spiral that started Kilmarnock, and I could get a massive tangent here. We're about to talk about Kelly next, so uh, I better not. Uh, Jamie, what do you make of Kelly heading into the season? Because... Since they got relegated a few years ago, the aspiration has always been, uh, to be in and around the playoffs. You would think, but there's, a, it's a very competitive championship as it always is, and there's a few teams who you'd probably suspect have a bigger budget than them, and have been in the playoffs more recently. So, do you think that, uh, Cali can still aim for the playoffs this time round?
2: Yeah, I think so, definitely. Um, you know, look, we hate to put kind of, kind of cliche on it, but it's a, it's a tough place to go, isn't it? Um. You know, not many teams kind of went up to our and one, not many teams would go to, you know, I don't know Queen of the South, you know, and these, these, you know, these teams are pretty average, but Inverness is another one, you know, they're nothing special, but they're just quite a difficult team to beat. They've brought in, obviously, Gardine and Mackay, as you've already mentioned, Um, who, you know, should should do fine at that level. Kirk Broadfoot, uh, you know, saw hearts against, uh, Inverness on uh, what was that Sunday Sunday pass there and uh, I never even noticed Broadfoot was playing to be honest until kind of you know he didn't really do anything it wasn't like he went and Kung Fu kicked anybody like what I kind of normally expect Kirk Broadfoot to to do whenever he's kind of involved in something it's usually some sort of tackle but uh, he kind of just went through the game pretty uh like he wasn't really there to be honest I wish that was one, the case last season one person I will mention is Tom Walsh I uh, was quite impressed with Tom Walsh on Sunday uh, I think he could be a good sign for Inverness and Manny Duku as well um, as I said seen Manny Duku at Tyne Castle before when he played for Rafe and was impressed and was impressed with him again on Sunday
0: I can add to that Tom Walsh uh, tidbit there <sighs> he's very hot and cold he, he can put in a great kind of couple of performances I mean I like think he was a standout kind of when I started covering air when I moved back down here for lockdown and when all uni classes were online and I started going to air uh, for match coverage, he's really kind of shone towards the start of that. But after that kind of first couple of games I went, he did kind of drop off a cliff, his form, which was a shame because he'd only kind of recently come back into the team from injury. There's definitely a player in there and if he stays fit and uh, does can utilise him to the best of his ability, he's going to be great for Inverness. But I... I'm struggling to kind of think that that is going to be the case. It can be quite frustrating to watch at times, but aye, M- Manny Duku could potentially be another good signing alongside that, as Jamie said.
2: An interesting partnership, actually, Manny Duku and, and Billy McKay. Obviously, I don't know what formation Inverness will do. Uh, we'll go for. I think Shane Sutherland played up front alongside Duku the weekend. Uh, another player I quite like. So I think there is a squad there for the Inverness to challenge in the playoffs and. Mark Richards had an excellent game as well, so it always helps when you've got a good goalkeeper.
1: Yep, definitely. And it always helps if you've had a good goalkeeper. That would have been the case for Kilmarnock last season. <laughs> uh, thank you for setting me up so fantastic, that segue. Unfortunately, I had a grand total of zero uh, decent goalkeepers. and uh, I'm still in denial about saying this on our Championship podcast, but it's now time to talk about Kilmarnock. Uh, the exercise 28-year stay in the top flight came to a crushing conclusion and last season's premiership playoffs as Kelly were comprehensively beaten by Dundee over two legs. Uh, Jamie, I'll stick with you, and Kilmarnock were bad for a long time apart from that We spell under Clark, and so there's 23 players have left the club this uh, summer, which is pretty astounding, really. Do you think that because they were so bad last season, because that kind of rot it seemed to have set in, that they made the right decision to have a complete overhaul, that they've just gone, right, you're all... That's in the past, you're all to one side and we're going to build almost a completely new team from scratch.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the time it is what you need to do. And a lot of the time, relegation, as bad as it kind of comes across at the time, it's not always as bad as it's kind of made out to be. Um, Again, I'll just use an example from my own club, a lot uh, Had their 15 points deduction, went down, had a very young kind of squad, managed to kind of build a team in the championship, obviously beat uh, beat um, Rangers and, and Hibs and kind of absolutely stormed a very difficult championship and came back up to the premiership and had uh, a little bit of money to, to spend and uh, spent it very wisely under Robbie Nielsen that time. Um, and when Robbie Nielsen left for MK Dons, that's actually when Hearts uh, went on a bit of a downward spiral, which saw them in the championship last season. Um, but I do think Kilmarnock have, have done the right, Thing in clearing out a lot of these players. Uh, obviously, some of them chose to leave as opposed to yeah. um, actually being kind of told by the club. But Christ, there is some number of players. <laughs> even you know, I'm just reading even ones at Gary Dicker and that. Just uh, I'm not sure if you can did Gary Dicker was he told to leave or did he choose to uh, leave? Dicker know. was
1: one of the ones who wasn't given a new contract. He wasn't uh, wanted. Right. So, do you think
2: all these guys that did leave would they have had relegation clauses in their contracts as well? Isaac like Lafferty, Kilty, uh, bro- well Brophy was already away I suppose but
1: I don't know I don't think I've really because uh, I think it was more just the short t- termism they didn't need to have relegation clauses in their contract because Killy were planning season on season these players were on money. obviously Lafferty was just brought in but I mean, yeah. Kilty o- only Alan Power who's gone to St Mirren we got some money for him because he was contracted beyond this summer but almost every single player Uh, had their contract ended? I think we had six contracted players. It was just the fact that the club didn't have any sort of long-term vision of how they wanted this team to look. It was just signing old players on a very short term to seemingly try and get through this COVID period without too much sort of calamity. And it turned out to not be the case at all.
2: No, you're right, actually. That does ring a bell. No, just looking at a lot of the signings, I'll let you move on, but I think you've made a a lot of solid signings for this level. But again, I think goes without saying but I think if you do kind of win the championship this season the, a lot of these guys that you've brought in probably won't cut the mustard in the, the
1: top tier I mean that's exactly my concern and sorry to turn yeah. pundit on this but uh, I think that of those signings, it's a, a big bulk of signings uh, Kelly have made, the ones we know, I mean, obviously some obviously someone from down south it's hard to judge but I would say the only ones we know are sort of premiership quality it would be Scott Robinson who I think is a fantastic sign in from Livingston and uh, Jason Naismith, uh, the former Hibson Ross County right back. I think those two, I'm ha- very happy those signings if we were still a premiership club. The rest of them, I'm not too convinced. They do. It does seem like, I'm talking about sort of short-termism that sort of hampered us before, that this is a team built to win the championship and then what happens after that? I guess the flip side Cameron, would be your likes of Dan Armstrong, Fraser Murray, uh, are young enough that they should improve and they can have this season in the uh, Championship and then they should get better and better, that when Kelly, theoretically, are up in the Premiership, they should be ready for that level.
3: Yeah, it's like you came to me there and that was exactly what I was thinking while Jamie was talking. Obviously, you mentioned there um, two names, but I th- I was thinking Dan Armstrong, Fraser Murray, um, two players that are young enough. I was double-checking Dan Armstrong's age, in fact, because he turns 24 in October. So mm. not young, young, but definitely... Still a lot of legs in them. I think another season for him and Fraser Murray coming down from Hibbs. I think that's a really good signing too. Um, you've you have got like Jamie's right though a lot of players that can definitely cut it at this level. You have got you and Murray who done it last year at Dunfermline. Dylan McGowan coming back from Australia. Um, I think it's a good signing. Um, Leon Polworth from Motherwell. I think that is also a good signing for this season. Um, and you've already seen yourself. Zach Kevan seems promising on loan from Barrow for at least one season. So. Yeah, no, a great team that should really, like Hearts in 2014 15, should really be powering through this division and um, there should be plans in place for building on next season.
1: Yeah, my concern is kind of like the unknown quantities, like new captain Chris Stokes uh, is coming from Forest Green Rovers. Is he ready for that yeah. level? Player austin has been playing League One football for Falkirk, wasn't that great. Brad Lyons had an alright spell, it's at minimum, but nothing sort of too. And Fraser Murray's an interesting one because he was highly rated at Hibs but then hasn't really impressed on his loan spells but he's been very good in the Premier Sports uh, Cup uh, winning the match and I think 3 out of the 4 games that he played so um, yeah. pretty impressive from him. Uh, Jack I'll come to you on this one because I'm sure you'd relish in it but considering that the Commonwealth Board have been very uh, open in the fact that the playing budget has, hasn't been cut at all they are still operating in that sense of things as a Premiership club is anything less than winning the Championship a failure for Kelly this season?
0: Well, I mean, I think you touched on it yourself, Sean, didn't you? I mean, you're building a team, or you've built a team thus far, to go out and win the Championship. So I think the fact that that has been the sole aim, clearly upstairs, is set the kind of gauntlet down from the beginning. I think it's going to be a very big challenge. I think it's going to be more of a challenge than potentially the board are thinking. I think a lot of these teams will stifle, and it's like you saw it yourself against Morton. If a team do score against Kelly early, they will be more than happy to just shut up shop and just sit back and absorb all that pressure that Killough kind of throw forward, with the likes of Armstrong and the players he mentioned already, so I think it's going to be a tall order, but, I mean, considering the budget that's been put behind the team, and kind of the quality of the players that come coming, I mean, you said it yourself, Scott Robinson is a really, really good player, I'm excited to kind of see him at this level, I think he could be really good for Kilmarnock. I think it should be something that is going to be labelled a big, big failure if it doesn't come off, and I'm not entirely convinced it will I think playoffs absolute minimum but anything less it's an absolute catastrophe
1: yeah I think I'd agree with that um, i just quickly say that I think the re-sign of Chris Burke is massive concerning his attitude mm. um, he was sort of taking a time to think about what, what to do with his career or where he saw himself but he's committed to the club um, he's, he, he loves the club, his family um, we're big fans of the club now, so good, great to see him stay. And also, I mean, I think Ennis Cameron and Kyle Connell have both had good loan spells last season, and they both are very promising young forwards. But please sign a striker because, uh, like <laughs> you said, Kelly and Nida um, are going to have to deal with teams sitting in against them, and uh, without a good quality striker up there to do it, I don't know who they're going to get at this point in the market. I don't think the Kelly fans who are asking for the likes of Greg Stewart and Guy Melamed are going to get their wishes on that, uh, considering the wages that those players could uh, command. But um, aye, please get a decent striker in, because I think we certainly need it. Uh, we can move on now. And I have this next team as kind of the unknown commodity of the Championship season. I think that f- few of us might have them in lots of different places, and our rankings will be uh, interesting to see. And that is reigning League One champions Partick Thistle. Jamie, it seemed to me like people were kind of just expecting like a middling sort of season from Partick Thistle and then when they announced the signing of Kyle Turner, it was kind of like, oh, Partick could do something this season and then it sort of built from there with sort of lots of decent additions.
2: Yeah, you know, I like a lot of their signings, I'll be honest. Um, I think they, you know, they had a solid squad last season. Um, You know, they got goals in their team, they showed that last season And, yeah, I think people like Kyle Turner and Cammie Smith as well. Um, Ross McCann, Scott Tiffany. Scott Tiffany,
1: yeah, had a great run there in the second half last season.
2: Got in Lewis Mayo from Rangers and uh, a very highly rated young goalkeeper, Harry Stone from Hearts. So I think there's a lot to like about Thistle's transfer business. Um, And for me, they'll be right up there.
1: Jack, do you want to comment on Cammy Smith? Because I know you're a bit disappointed to see him uh, oh, not end up hey. back at Somerset. <laughs> and, uh, I was gutted. It's going to be a big for Partick because they needed white players.
0: Absolutely, I completely agree. Uh when I saw that he was leaving India Eleven to come back to Scotland for personal reasons, I thought this could be it. Like this, it's exactly what we're needing. We are needing white players, and Cammy Smith could come back to United and really, really connect. A lo- I don't think there would be anyone in their fan base that would have been disappointed with that, considering that Smith probably was our best player last season outfield anyway. Uh, he certainly, I think he finished as our top scorer. I, could, I think with six or seven, so definitely our most kind of, important attacking player in that sense. And part again, him was great for them. Obviously, I was gutted to, that he didn't come back to us because I really enjoyed watching him last season. He just get that ability to grab a game and kind of. Push it forward, especially if the team's kind of up against it. He'll be the uh, the catalyst to kind of turn the turn the tide of a game. So it's a really really big, really big pick up from Partick, and just one one of many can kind of impressive signings that they've made. I mean, we've already mentioned them with Tiffany for for one had a really good end to the season, and it's good to, that they got him in on a permanent deal from Livingston. So, I I I'm, I'm jealous of, of, of uh, old Uncle Ian at Partick Thistle of getting Cammy Smith in.
1: Uncle Ian, what a man! <laughs> um, Cameron, I, you'd maybe expect when a team wins a division as part of this, so did and uh, it ended up being fairly convincing considering the position of uh, Falkirk Football Club just uh, a few games prior. Um, can't not mention that. You maybe expect them to uh, have a lot of interest for players and have sort of a few poked by perhaps bigger Championship clubs or um, some of the Premiership. But that doesn't really seem to be the case for part of this. So they seem to have kept the core of the yeah. squad and of course getting Tiffany likes back. How important do you think that will be for Parter? that their squad seems fairly settled but they've managed to add a lot of quality as we've been talking about?
3: Yeah, definitely. The only two that I noticed in their departures really was Joe Cardell who went to Kelty Hearts. Had a good season, I think he got a good few goals from midfield too um, but shouldn't be the biggest loss in the world and they did lose their left-back James Penrice to Livingston but they got Scott Tiffany in a swap deal in return so... Maybe not perfect balance for a left-back leaving, but Scott Tiffany's a good player to bring in for them. Um That's the only two that I noticed, so it's really important that they've kept the cover of their squad. Um, they've brought in, Jamie's mentioned a whole list of them, they're fantastic additions. And um, yeah, I see them as pretty much a dark horse. Um, I also tip Turkey to be a dark horse at the Euro 2020, so don't listen to me. But um, I think they could do well this season, I really do. Um, really important they've kept the team together. And... Yeah, after doing research for this, I'm more hopeful for Partick than I was maybe
1: a a few weeks ago. And the Championship's a very unpredictable league, we've spoken about that throughout, and that's probably summed up by Queen of the South last season, who seemingly went from relegation strugglers to playoff contenders overnight, and they ended up tailing off to finish in sixth. And Jamie, I'll start with you again, because their marquee signing, of course, is... Harry Cochran. Do you think that will come good? Are you confident that this can be the, the point that he rebuilds his career? And do you think that Queen's were right uh, to make the move for him? Who's that, sorry? Harry Cochran. Ha- Who's he?
2: I've not heard that name for um, ages. Harry, it seemed to be a deal <laughs> that seemed to take... Not this particular deal, sorry, but Harry Cochran's next club. Yep. It was apparent for some time that he wasn't going to... Well, didn't have a future at heart. Um, and... Yeah, was, I think everybody was really intrigued to see where he ended up and he's ended up at Palmerston. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll see go on, let's see it, hear your, see your it. You said
1: you going to be hot takes all season. I'm wanting to hear Is <laughs> Harry Cochran going to be a success at Palmerston?
2: Yes, I think so. There we I go. see no reason why not, okay. to be honest. The, Harry Cochran and his, um, his heart's career is probably one of the most baffling things to come out of hearts over the last few years and there have been many obviously (laughs) Um, but Harry Cochran was obviously a player to quote Mike Richards who burst onto the scene um, in that game against Celtic uh, scoring the opening goal in that 4-0 victory which ended Brendan Rodgers' 69 however many games it was unbeaten run first team to beat Celtic in a hell of a long time anyway and yeah, he did very well under Craig Levine and then eventually after that season just kind of fell out the team. A lot of the team. A lot of the Hearts fans kind of jumped to conclusions and thought it was some sort of an attitude problem. He wasn't a good trainer. Lots of um, kind of assumptions were made. But yeah, good luck to him. I hope he does really well. I was quite gutted to see him go. But obviously it was pretty clear for some time that he wasn't going to be kept on at uh, Tynecastle. At Queenies have made some interesting signings as well, though they've also signed that Roberto Inditi from Forfar, another guy that Hearts were actually looking at for a wee while. I remember when Forfar played oh, Dundee United mm, last season, I think in Scottish Cup. And yeah. uh, was it? And uh, he was. It was. It was just before that that Hearts were linked with him, and uh, I remember tuning in to watch him. Um, Ali Roy as well scored a hat trick at the weekend. Um, uh, left the Airdrie and obviously scored against the Airdrie, scored that hat-trick against the Airdrie, so I well, thought that was quite funny. But, yeah, well, not really sure how they're how they are going to go. Quite an inconsistent team, so,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I would say, um Jack, that this is maybe the team who's kind of lost the most, maybe not the most, but they've had significant departures. Yeah. Heading to, I mean, Stephen Dobie, of course, is a, a club legend he's left. Yeah. Dan Pybus has gone to Dunfermline. Connor Shields, who was uh, so highly rated, has headed yes. to Motherwell. That's a transfer that I'd forgotten about. To be honest, before I uh, was doing I this podcast. Looking,
0: looking yeah, I was like
1: really Connor Shields, because at one point it was like, who, which Premiership club is going to get Connor Shields, and sort of course he's ended up at Motherwell. Um, so what do you make of those losses, and do you think that um, the additions of Ali Roy and I would also uh, point out Rudy Payton, who uh, was, yeah, a, was a a, was. a very uh, strong sort of spell at Stranorla last season. Uh, do you think they can sort of mitigate those uh, offensive losses? Particularly.
0: It's tough to say because we've not seen them actually play in the division yet. Um I mean, yep. Connor Shields and Dan Pibus were excellent uh, last season. I was really I was annoyed any time I came up any here I came up against Queen of the South because it was always kinda of written that we were gonna concede a token Connor Shields goal every <laughs> every single game. I think he is, his record against us was exceptional. I think another huge loss for them is Io Belaye, who's now gone on to Livingston in the premiership. I think that's a great signing for the Lions and a massive, massive loss for Queens. But, it's just hard to say because we're still kind of going into the season, and I think while uh, while these two players, uh, what's it, What's the boy's name? I've completely just blanked on his name. The boy we've just been talking about, uh, well, Rudy Payton and uh, Ali Roy. Ali, Ali Roy, thank you. Uh, well, these two have come in and they've kind of looked good in the uh, league cup so far. They've still not played at the division. They've not actually kind of. Headed out onto a championship pitch as of well, yet, so we just do need to wait and see what they're going to be like at the weekend. So, to kind of get that first impression of
1: how well they'll be able to replace Shields and Pibers And, uh, Cameron, what do you think a good season is for Queens? Because, like we said, it's a tough division. Do you think they can get into the playoffs this season, or do you think that their main aim will be to, to stay in the division to avoid uh, relegation or the, or the relegation playoffs?
3: Um, I'm tipping them myself Just to be happy Staying in the league To be honest Staying above the playoffs um, I think Paul McKay at the back From Airdrie Ali Roy from Airdrie And Harry Cochran From Hearts Three good signings Through the core of the team But Like, like we said Connor Shields Massive loss to Motherwell uh, Obelaye, like Even offensively Obelaye He got nine goals last season Only two or three less Than Shields like, That's that's 20 goals gone um, From mm-hmm. Shields And Obelaye And Queen of South Especially now Stephen Dolby's gone Obviously he only got a couple goals Last season um, that's their three biggest defensive threats gone and one of them's a center back. so I real worry for them. I think I think definitely staying ups definitely there him,
1: yeah. And now to wrap things up and I think it's a it's a team that won the hearts of all of us here at Energy sport last season for the uh, swashbuckling brand of football and just a very cute manager is really the the main thing uh, <laughs> coming out of this. And I'm I'm talking. He's just such a, a cute man. Yeah, I'm, a t- I'm talking of course yeah. about about Wraith Rovers. Um, Jamie, it's almost impossible to talk about Wraith heading into this new season without first mentioning that the players that they've lost. And I'll I'll let you sort of elaborate on that, but. Uh, but that brand of football came from having these talented technical players who, because they played such good football, have been snatched from from different clubs.
2: Yeah, you know, look, I mean, Rafe were a side who obviously came up from from League One and benefited from the early premature ending, sorry, of the um the, well the Scottish seasons, um due to COVID, and they had a very good season. They overachieved. Um, John McGlynn said. Numerous times throughout the season that survival was Rafe's main aim, and they were sitting second in the league, hmm. um, at the time. So you know they had a very good season. I think budget-wise, they've not got much, but they had a very good squad last season, and it's kind of what happens here in in Scotland. Um, eventually, someone bigger in the food chain will will come and take your take your best players, whether it's, oh, I don't know, even a Rafe to a Killie, or if it's not Killie, it's uh, it's the old firm. Um, you know, there's a, there was a lot of good players in that Rafe Rovers team last last season, and you don't need me to tell you that. And there's plenty of individuals that we all picked out. Um, but I look at the signings that they've brought in to replace these guys. <laughs> they brought in Zanata from uh, Air United, Jack. Um, somebody who was. <laughs> he was. Nah, yeah. he was alright. He, he seemed to have the. Uh, have his moments but seems to probably not be the most clinical in front of goal yeah, no, James Keatings so who just seems yeah. to so on you go
0: I know so I was just going to say he was potentially one of the least inspiring players amongst the United <laughs> fan base last season just any time he seemed to step on the pitch a collective sigh came up kind of across Ayrshire which kind of says all you need to know And even United fans aren't very happy with an attacker and that was kind of
1: across Ayrshire is a interesting way to describe your United fans uh, a, a, all over the place mate a few houses maybe <laughs> 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 across Ayrshire is maybe a bit but I wouldn't say Calibre across across Rangers maybe, um, mm, maybe. but uh,
0: sorry, I, sorry, j- sorry to interrupt
2: I, didn't know, I can't even mind James Keaton's actually another mm. one they've brought in who obviously just seems to spend his life in the Championship to be honest Um they brought in Paplatnik from Livingston and... Go
1: on, you know who you want to talk about. You know who you On you go.
2: You don't want to talk about, sorry? Oh, Chris- oh Christoph, of course. My <laughs> Lord, not, they brought in- oh, I'll get to him, I'll get to him. <coughs> I actually forgot about him. His name's staring right at me as well. Um, Poplatnik. obviously, they brought him in and... He's somebody who's not really played a lot of games and... I think he's going to be the guy that leads the line for them this season and I'm just not overly convinced by the the signing, to be honest. Um, I didn't see a lot of him at Livingston, but that's really because he didn't play an awful lot I I think Livy. I, don't...
1: I saw Livy, sorry I'm... to cut off you, a bit at the start of the season and um, when he was sort of more involved in the team. And I quite liked him. For a big man, he was quite yeah. good technically, um, but I'm not convinced that he is sort of a goal scorer. So I would uh, yeah. imagine that he would need... Sunday next um and again when your options are sort of James Keaton's and maybe I don't know so that's more of a wide player it's but all, yeah, yeah and, uh, like are those players who are gonna get you goals I mean they, they, but they didn't have a an out striker really like, or or sort of a massively scoring striker last year did they I mean it was Duku and Ugu who were not yeah. sort of goal machines themselves so um, Louis
2: Vaughan as well when he was yeah and short, he still, he's still he's still in the squad yeah, yeah held on to him I. Can
3: and I just obviously sorry, the, sorry, the elephant in the room, Cristobal is on your camp. Okay, sorry I just there. was a but I was at Livy Rafe last season. He came on and completely changed the game and got the winner in extra time. I think that's the sole reason John McGlynn signed them, because he had a good thirty-minute cameo against him and got the winner. So so I just wanted to chuck that in there. Go that's on. a great transfer
1: strategy, that. Yes. <laughs> So is signing in uh, players who have absolutely hated by their fan bases for just putting the ball at the park for the last three seasons.
2: Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean,
3: uh, it depends on who you speak to.
2: <laughs> Christoph Berra was a proud hearts man. Uh, yeah. Received a lot of criticism. Some of it warranted, some of it not so much in my opinion. I think there was many problems at Hearts, but I can, I'm not sure you can blame Christoph Berra for all of them. I mean, giving away the the penalty in the cup final and the cup final the year before as well actually making a mistake but I mean they're just little things obviously and, and the the grand scheme of things he was a a proud hearts man and uh, somebody I think will do very well at Wraith Rovers under uh, Mister McGlynn's management
1: and Cam what do you want to say about uh, Rave because I know that you were one of the people who particularly championed them last season and of course it's been a a big summer change but uh, do you think that they can repeat their exploits of last season and be right up there challenging for the playoff spots?
3: Yeah, personally, I think they'll be challenging for the playoffs. Um, I won't give away where I think they'll be just yet. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, well. Similarly, just like Jamie, it really echoing his thoughts. I think Crystal Bear is a good sign-in. Um, they've signed three low-knee forwards that I don't know too much about alongside Poplatnik, and James Keatons isn't someone that inspires, and Dario's in that as... He to put in the worst performance I've ever seen live, so I really don't rate him at all. Um, what was this that? One? <laughs> um, for you, do you remember Hearts East Fife in the League Cup a few seasons back? Aaron Hickey missed the winning penalty. Um, Davros mm. and that I put in a 0 out of 10. It was so bad, you could have gave him a 10 out of 10 by Kyle That's how bad he was. You just felt bad for him. You felt bad for him. Um, it was tragic. So if he's anything like that, not a good sign on um, it's definitely it's just the losses, so they've lost a lot of good players, you know, we they've talked about. It. Even Jamie Gullen was um dangerous towards the end of his loan spell. Uh, he didn't get enough games because of injury, but they've not got him back either.
1: I'm pretty that sure we're all looking at, at the sh- the same shared list that just doesn't have Regan Hendry on it, who's probably the yeah, biggest was, loss no, of them all.
3: No, I was literally just about to say Regan Hendry to <laughs> Forest Green Rovers because yeah, he actually I don't think he was on the BBC website. I've had to sort of look that up myself and go, Here, he did definitely leave this club, didn't he? And he did. Um Probably the biggest loss of all, like you say, even more so than Kennedy, McDonald, Armstrong. Um he was their key player last season, pretty sure he got like player of the year or something. Um and losing him alone is massive. I um I, they've still got time to get players in of course, but no need one or two more to do what they've done last season. I think everything just went through, Henry.
2: This was the this was the thing. Yeah. So he was a CDM, obviously who sat in front of the, the, the defence and protected them but also took the ball off them and Looked forward, drove forward, but you know he scored a few goals as well. So you know he, mm. he was box to box, and I think everything just went through them. And Christ, when he signed, uh, when he signed for Forest Green, I was really disappointed because I thought he could have uh, played at a higher level. Still, probably will. Obviously, it's a yeah, it's, it's a it, stepping it? stone down in England. You know, he'll go to Forest Green, he'll get game time every week, and he'll get noticed, and he'll move on in a year probably. But you know, I don't have patience in my. Uh, <laughs> My personality, so I wanted him to go and play for play for Chelsea or something alongside Billy Gilmore.
1: Yeah, I, I mean selfishly, I would like to see him stay in Scotland so we could keep our eyes on him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree; I think he'll be he's destined for bigger and better things. Uh, one thing I do like that we haven't mentioned from Wraith, I think Tom Lines a pretty solid addition uh, to their centre back options, pretty highly rated at Clyde last season, and is still fairly young as well. I think he's twenty three years old. So, um, but. They still have pretty strong defensive options, Benedictus and Musonda, who was arguably the best centre back in the championship last season, from yeah, what potential. I understand. Must, um, oh, okay. So uh, I think that they are still looking pretty strong in that department. But how strong are they looking? It's time to make our predictions of one to ten. Are we wanting to go one to ten or ten to one? Do you think that leading up to the ten, t- one. ten, ten to one? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go with you then, Jack, first. You can get us kicked off. How do you see, and this is locked in, you get no changes. Oh, the Championship <laughs> season kicks off on Saturday. What sh- do you think the table's going to end up looking like?
0: Morton finished bottom. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Are, are, are we doing uh, just our 10 to 1s? And then I thought we were going to do each of us say our 10, each of us say our 9. Um,
2: aye, do that. Okay.
0: Do that. Okay. Right. Well, aye, Morton bottom for me. i um, fairly self explanatory. 13 first team. Our senior players in their squad, just not an l- awful lot to be uh, positive about in Greenock at, mo- at the moment. So I was about bit say Greenock at the Morton,
1: just uh, <laughs> really <laughs> hammer that
0: home. Oh yeah, absolutely. So aye, right, Morton
1: bomb for me. Fair Cam, way. who do you have getting relegated?
3: Greenock Morton. Yeah. I just think not nearly enough side and squads too thin. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah,
2: Morton. They can't score. Lost a lot of the uh, defenders that were very solid last season, and probably the main reason that they stayed up in the end, even though it was via the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I just don't see them being as fortunate last season, sorry this season, as they were uh, defensively last season. Just not as strong.
1: Now has pettiness got the better of me? <laughs> oh my god No, nah, it hasn't I've got with Morton <laughs> as well <laughs> I'm not that stupid I'm petty but I'm not I stupid I would have fair play if you did that would have been fun <laughs> I did want to but I also wanted to be right so and I'm uh, fairly confident on that one and as, as it stands I think well we all agree of course that Greenwich Morton will be automatically relegated to League 1 now this is an interesting one as well who do we think is going to end up in the championship playoff spot Jack I'll start with you again oh
0: <laughs> It's t- I, I kind of hummed and hodd over this just kind of through the podcast, hearing everyone's different opinions and everything like
1: that. Stop, you shouldn't be influenced by our opinions what are your opinions mate? Because I've it's... thought about changing my mind after hearing the opinions as well but I've gone, nah I'm sticking
0: <laughs> disrespectful to the lot of you, I'm just so, so enamoured by what you've got to say, it's made yeah. me doubt myself just because I'm a shill uh, I've ended up with our growth in ninth and I'm not okay. sure I'm completely confident in that to be honest with you uh, it's, it's where I've finished but Aye, I'll, I'll, you know what double down you need you need to back yourself don't you so aye, I've I've gone through our broth
3: in ninth Cam I've went for Queen of the South ooh interesting yeah. mm-hmm. it'll be close but Jamie yeah, Queen of the South
2: yeah so I was pretty Um, you know, I'll double down on Morton as well I think Morton were were clear to come bottom for me but I think the next three places are, are very tight for me yep. Queen of the South as well for me ooh I just think we, we spoke about a lot of the players that they lost. They were pretty shit last season to be honest. Like they were nothing special. <laughs> <I> <laughs> they, one or two players, yeah. They, yeah. They, well, I mean, you know, they had their moments. I remember, you know, they came and won at Tynecastle and that, but I remember watching at the start of the season never crap. Like so I think that I don't think there's a particularly good squad in there at the moment and I think we know it's going to be competitive. There's a it's a longer season, well, longer than last season anyway. Um back to normal hopefully and I just think that they will find themselves in the playoff spot, but not by much.
1: No. I didn't let my penis get the best of me for bottom spot, but I still am predicting air United to get relegated. They're finishing ninth for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I had to do it at some point. I still have to go into season, in the and they're going to get relegated, so, and I think the Morton are clearly the worst team. I agree that it's very tight between uh, the ones above them, uh, so when it's a toss-up you go eh they can get relegated and it's not going to help considering that they will get pumped 6-0 in four derbies <laughs> do you know what I mean so that's do you not going to uh, no 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 that's are, are
0: you sure
1: if you're not doing this podcast in your dreams mate come on that. <laughs> better realism behind you 5-0 like, like, oh. no. okay, <laughs> so I've got air to finish in the playoffs Jack have you got them just a place above I've
0: got Queen of the
1: South and 8th mate oh yeah you know what I'm saying Queen of the South yeah that's fair yeah no,
0: I've got Queen of the South and 8th I know. It's, it's a hint, I've not got Aiden first Let, let's just say that, I'm not I'm not going to be delusional but Queen of the South and 8th for me it was a toss up between uh, Arbroath and Queen
3: of the South for who's 8th and who's 9th but I've ended up with Queen of the South yeah. Cam? Yeah, Arbroath, uh, I think they've got enough about them to be better than Queen of the South and Morton I think them and 7th place will be joint on points, that's what I'm going to say
1: Jamie McIntosh
3: um, Air next for me oh, yes
1: I mean no I it it's not it. relegation but I still like it. <laughs> it I mean you've got yeah. part time I'm above them so he's doing alright
2: I think they've made some good defensive signings but I still uh, you know I'm not overly convinced um, in the honest men going forwards I think they'll stay up but by the skin of the teeth.
1: Enough in uh, position eighth. Sorry, I'm not used to the championship numbers. No, I'm, I'm thinking that's tenth. Uh, used to having twelve teams in my division, um, but I'm, I'm getting used to it, guys. <laughs> and uh, I've gone for our broth in uh, eighth. I'm perhaps rating Queens a bit more. We'll see where they are for me. Uh, but yeah, I think our our broth have got enough about them to uh, stay up. I agree that uh, you need to be able to score goals. That's the big sort of change in in staying up. In a division, and uh, I, back. I want to score goals more than I do Aaron Morton. So that's my thinking at the moment. Uh, Jack, let's say to you for seventh. Yeah, eight and seventh. I said this. I'd be happy with seventh this season
0: because. Oh. I, st- I still don't would oh, be.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: we've all got the more. So.
0: <laughs> Dan doesn't. He's not said it yet, has he? I don't, okay, I
3: but think. I do think goal difference is what's keeping you above a bunch of part timers. So, yeah, but no, it's
0: like I, I do like the defensive signings we've made. I think it's help, And I think I'm, I've been slightly encouraged by Tomi Odelaye, Adeloye, and uh, I think a couple more attacking additions and we could potentially be a bit more of a threat going forward. Not by an awful lot though, it's still a bit of a process, this team uh, hopefully trying to build on something here, so we'll hopefully be able to consolidate our place in the division in 7th and kick on from there next season.
1: And can by the sounds of it, you also have air in
3: 7th? Yep, absolutely. Move on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie? Our both for me. Yeah. Um, another solid season for the what are they called the Licktees or the Licktees this is Fookies who was I talking about no it's maybe they're that as well oh okay, that's fine yeah (laughs) Uh, I just think their home records home records should be enough I think for them
1: yep and uh, I have Queen of South in 7th I'm backing Rudy Payton and um, I'm to score some goals I think I said goals are important um. So who cares about the back? I think that, uh, yeah, Conor Shields is a big loss, but I think that Peyton's gonna do go a long way in, uh, sort of, uh, filling that gap. So I'm pretty confident that Queen of the South can stay up, unlike some of you guys. But um, I think that we've we've all got the same bottom four that was quite sort of definitive for us, mm. and we can move on now to the sort of middle of the pack. So these are the teams who aren't quite gonna get into the playoffs but we still expect to be sort of way above uh, the relegation spot. So, Jack, who have you got in sick? I have Partick
0: Thistle in sick. Ooh. I... Oh. Oh. Well, we'll,
1: see. We'll, <laughs> see. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I should, we, should be we should be reacting. Tell us what you think Partick Thistle finished sick.
0: <laughs> well, it's, I, I, I like the sound that you've made, but they, as you said earlier, son, they still are that bit more of an unknown commodity. Mm-hmm. And so, and against, I mean, two premiership teams that have dropped down and probably three of the more impressive teams in the division last season. I just feel like 6th is a good kind of neutral position for part but judging by everyone's reaction, I probably
3: have this quite wrong, don't I?
1: <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Cam, who do you have in 6th place?
3: Uh, I've got Rafe Rovers to fall down to 6th. Um, I love John McGlynn. I love Rafe, actually, a brilliant wee team, but until they get one or two more sidings in, they're stuck in 6th for me. They've not got a suitable Regan Henry replacement for me, so um, yeah, Rafe Rovers, 6th place.
1: I think I know who Jamie has in sixth place, but I'll let him see. Who do you think I've got in sixth place, Sean? I think you might have chucked Hamilton Hamilton Academico down there. You would be correct. Yeah. Oh. Why, Jamie? I Why just... are Aki's gonna go from premiership to sixth place in the championship?
2: Um well you know, I said earlier that when Hamilton I think everybody had a feeling that when Aki's went down the it would spell trouble just because of the the way the club operates. Um, I think if you take Ross Callaghan out of that team last season, they probably should have been even worse or they would have been relegated uh, even sooner, probably. I'm not sure the fans are overly happy with Brian Rice at the moment. Uh, We know that there was kind of a few players in that team um, that stood out and others were just a bit average, really. And I've not been massively impressed with a lot of the signings. We said, yeah, it's a very young squad, but... Hamilton are kind of used to that, and I just think they'll struggle in what is a very experienced and competitive league.
1: And oh, uh, well, that's me. Um, I'm maybe underwritten uh, this team as well, but I've got Cali Thistle in sixth place. Um, primarily because he cut broadfoot spite, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm also not too sure about them scoring goals and. Um, I think that quite simply, I can see the other teams being better than them. Uh, that's the way league table predictions usually work. Uh, so, Jack, I'm gonna come to you. Who's just missing out on that coveted playoff spot?
0: I've got Hamilton here. Okay. We have Hamilton, kind of for the same reason as Jamie. Like it is gonna be a bit of a fresh start, and I just do it. see them being a, quite a middling club as they kind of try and kind of reclaim a bit or reinvent themselves a bit in this division. So, I just outside not not far off particle of insect to be honest I can see them being fairly close to uh, close to Thistle Kinsic, but my Hamilton 5th for me
1: Cameron though.
3: I've got Inverness Cali that's why I was kind of nodding along even though you can't hear that down a podcast with you Sean when you were talking <laughs> there um, I I did wonder what the noise was <laughs> He's <laughs> head banged uh, in the back just to make <laughs> a bit <of> noise I'm <laughs> just, just knocking it, it off along. knocking it off my screen <laughs> so you can hear something he <laughs> no Really though, I agree with you. Said Sean. I think I just think Rafa a wee bit, a wee bit more of a a big summer for them. So that's why I think I've put them below Inverness. But Inverness, Cali for fifth.
2: Jimmy, I just want to say that sounded the when you were like no really that reminded me of that Frank Lampard uh, thing where you were (laughs) laughing and then you were like no really no.
1: love that? Really? Oh, did I say well, that one? Is, this, the, uh, is this fifth?
2: Sorry, this is fifth now, isn't it? <laughs> this is fifth. Yeah, fine. right. Rafe Rovers uh, for me in fifth place. Uh, you know, lost a lot of their key players from last season, and just not entirely sure on the recruitment. But still got a solid enough squad to be pushing for playoffs. I just think they'll miss it.
1: I completely agree with Jamie McIntosh. I also have Wraith Rovers in fifth. And I was, because of the losses season. because I wasn't convinced with the signs he made, I thought I would have them lower. But then when I looked at the squad, I was reminded that they still do have a, a very healthy yeah. core of players there. And uh, John McGlynn's a great manager. And I think that um, he'll have them challenging. But I think they might just miss out. Playoff time, Jack Donnelly. Who's fourth?
0: That's what I have. Rate versus. I, have I rate see I sneaking in. That, aye, just sneaking in. I think, to be honest, I think kind of, from fourth down to sixth, from basically third down to sixth, I think it's going to be a lot closer than it might have otherwise been. So it can have been any combination of these kind of four uh, teams for me. So I have just skipped rate in fourth kind of with, with the way it landed in
3: my estimations. Cameron, on. Um, I've got the old Hamilton aces, Um I think. They just, they've lost too many key players to go for any sort of title push. So, um, yeah, they'll sneak in the playoffs ahead of Inverness and Wraith for me.
1: Jamie?
3: Uh, Inverness
2: in fourth place for me. Another solid season for them.
1: On the Billy Dodds, eh? Um, and I have Aki's there. Uh, kind of similarly to Wraith, I was at they've lost some good players. But then you look at that squad and they still have players who we know are, are good. Jamie Hamilton... Uh, David Templeton, if he can stay fit, I mean, he's out, it makes a difference in the um, in the Premiership when he's fit. Um, Rowan Hughes, David Moyle, Andy Winter, I thought was really good in spells last season. So um, I think that there's still enough players that they could just sneak into the playoffs. But like Jamie said, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they do struggle. It's one of those ones. For me, I had three teams who I think could win the league, then this sort of middle group, and then the four teams... Who I think yeah. will be fighting for relegation. So, um, I th- I don't think Aki's could win the league, but I think that they might just be sort of best of the rest. For me, third place. Jack Donnelly.
0: I've got Cali in third. Inverness Cali
1: Thistle in third place.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, but as I said, that I've kind of grouped them together with the of
1: th- previous three teams that I've mentioned. Yeah, so don't, don't try don't and wiggle them. out of it. You said <laughs>
0: Cali Thistle in third. Now. I have yeah. said Cali Thistle in third. But you you're saying it's a two horse
1: race for the title, whereas I'm maybe saying there's more.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. I think I think it's going to be a, a bit more kind of clear cut between the two teams that are kind of vying for the title, uh, rather than battling for uh, playoff places. Uh, I quite like some of the signings that Cali have made. Uh, I think they probably do have a fairly decent batch of players already that they kept from last season, and yeah, I, I, I could see them getting third. Quite, uh, it's going to be competitive, obviously, but aye, right, I'll, I'll back my I'll back my decision and I'll stick I'll stick with Cali in third.
1: Covering um, good
0: man.
3: Um, I've went for Partick Thistle um, more so again, sorry, same cop-out answer that I put for Hamilton more so because of the issues that the club's below them Hamilton, Inverness and Rafe than it is themselves I mean, they'll just have a bit of a promotion bounce they haven't lost too much of their squad as we've said so yeah Partick for third
1: Jimmy? Tom Ooh, he's raised back signings. in Partick <laughs> this is Some interesting
2: um, not quite sure on Mr Grant um, we echoed this earlier. We just said, "How did Peter Crank get the job?" But they've made some very good signings, <laughs> and they've got a solid squad um, for this level, certainly. So, playoffs for sure. And I think they've just got enough on Inverness. I am being very impressed with their signings. So, third place for me.
1: I wasn't quite sure where people would have part at Thistle. I've got them in third because I think that, um, like I said, I think it's a pretty strong squad, and they made some fantastic additions. And they know what it takes to sort of win games in a division. They did it last season. Um, so I'm back in good old Uncle Ian to get them a pretty <laughs> solid finish uh, so I thought we'd all have the same top two I'm quite surprised Jamie's sort of thrown a spanner into the works there um, so I guess the interesting thing to do is go around and basically just say who you think is going to win the, the championship and who you think is going to finish second so Jack I'll start with you are you, are you, are you yeah, changing I'm allegiances? Being I'm being petty yeah go for I'm, it mate Yeah, I've got,
0: I've got, Kelly, I've got Kelly in second Kind of surely sheer, for petty activities. To be quite honest with you, I, ju- I just can't for the life of me say killer going to win the league like that's mm-hmm. just uh, not really something I would want to want to back. But hey, to be fair, it, it all just kind of comes down if all these signings are able to gel gel well together because it is a complete rebuild, and that can that can work in some instances and in other times it can go absolutely disastrously. So I'm hoping it's
1: the latter. <laughs>
0: but I wouldn't be all too surprised if it is the former, but I've still backed them to
3: finish second.
1: Who's winning the championship camp?
3: Um, it's a damning indictment for your football club, mate. Um, Kilmarnock, I'm going to say. And I think it'll be quite comfortable, to be honest. Uh, I know we're trying to build up a title race here, but I think Dunfermline will do well. They'll be ahead of the likes of Partick, but I think Kille will sort of just sort of stroll away with this towards the end of the season, and it'll be quite comfortable for the, uh, for them in the end.
1: Cheers for that, that's my team fucked. Um, yep, putting a
3: bit of it <laughs> so it doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> Jamie, you've backed Partick so far. Are you backing them to go all the way and win the championship?
2: I am. Oh, I love it.
1: Not. Oh, oh. Are are the... I love that more to Kermonik be
2: said. are the, are the correct favourites and they should oblige. Um, love Partick a so big fan of their signings, and I think they'll give them a good... I think mean, they'll give them a good run. And I don't think it'll be as uh, as comfortable as Cam is suggesting. I think the top three... Uh, mm, I don't know, actually, no. no I was going to say top three, but I still think Minesa will be up there. I think Partick Vistel will give Kilmarnock a very good run for the money. I'm not going to complicate it and say anything about the lower teams. But Partick Vistel will give Kilmarnock a, a, a tough run, but I think the favourites will oblige.
1: Look, I'm ready to shock y'all. Because... No, nah, I'm talking shit. I've gone for Kelly to win the league. Um, yeah, I've just done that. You can't do that, <laughs> that That's shocking. That's shocking to you. Aye, it's me, though. I um, ah, true. It's not, You're not wrong. Yeah, I, it feels weird saying it. Um, and it's probably going to come back to bite me. But I do think Kelly have the best squad. I think that they have the best manager in the league. And I think that... Uh, if they send a striker, which is quite important, um, I think that they should just have too much for the rest of the teams in that division. Uh, the pros who have kept, like Ron McKenzie and Chris Burke, should know how much it means to the club to get back up and should sort of uh, pass it on to any of the new players. And Tommy Knight doesn't seem like he's going to take too much uh, slack. So, uh, Kelly could win the league, which doesn't matter what league it is. I'm still quite weird saying that. Um, so I've got Kelly as champions. I'll just run through your... Or do you have your 1-10s one, one in front of you? You can do it yourselves. So I don't have to... Have yeah. To. So your team, then you go, Jack. What's your 1-10 uh, to Scottish Championship prediction? You
0: want 1-10. to ten. You want 1-10, to ten, not
1: 10-1. Ten to no, one. I don't care.
0: Infermline uh, win it. Kilmarnock second. Cali in third. Wraith in fourth. Hamilton fifth. Partick sixth. The Super Air United in seventh. Queen of the South in eighth. Arbroath in ninth. And Morton to get down to League One.
1: Cameron ten. won still.
3: Yeah, Killy, Comfortable Champions, Dunfermline the Comfortably Second, Partick and Hamilton Playoffs, Inverness, Rafe, Air, Arbroath, Queen of the South and Little Greenock Martin.
1: <laughs> Jamie McIntosh, our Championship Guru.
3: Come on, uh take the league, take the league,
2: yeah. Partick, Fissel, Dunfermline and Inverness make up the rest of the top four. Inverness in fifth, Rafe six. Hamilton, seven, five, fucked that up, even numbers wise. Yeah, you have... <laughs> I don't numbers-wise. I don't what What did I do there? What, I need to listen to that back. What did I do? Right, start again. Kilmarnock, you can cut that out, actually, Sean, eh?
1: No. That out <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> Staying 100%.
2: Kilmarnock win the league. Partick, Dunfermline and Inverness make up the rest of the top four. Rafe Rovers are in fifth. Hamilton <laughs> are in sixth are both Air United
1: Queen of the South and Morton are your bottom four I've got Cobarnet <laughs> to win the Scottish Championship Pars Partick Ackies in that order for the playoffs uh, Wraith and Callie Thistle just to miss out in the bottom four Queen of the South are both and we're sending down Air United and Greenock Morton and that is my prediction and that's all our predictions for this upcoming mm-hmm. Scottish Championship season and I'm pretty excited for it now after that chat with my pals. And um, if you are listening to this and you happen to be one of those corporate sellouts who enjoys the big leagues of Scottish football, uh, keep an eye out for Energy Sports Premiership Preview podcast where Jack will be joined by Struan Garvey, Taylor Murray, and Graham Sinclair to give the top flight a good scene to ahead of Saturday's kickoff. If you enjoyed the spite filled tension between <laughs> myself and Jack uh, throughout this show, make sure to check out our special Ayrshire Derby podcast that will be out. On the energy sport feed, the next couple of days, Uh, I'd be surprised if one of us doesn't end up in tears at the end of that one, and there might be serious fans out. It'll probably be Jack's. His team has never won anything. If you don't want to miss a single bit of coverage uh, from our brilliantly talented team here at Energy Sport, make sure to follow us on social media, at Energy Sport on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our fantastic written content features, interviews, match reports on our award-winning website, Energysport.net. and for more lovely audio content like this, subscribe to Energy Sport wherever you get your podcasts. A big thank you to... Uh, Jamie McIntosh, Cameron Wonstall and air scum Jack Donnelly for joining me on this podcast. I've been Sean McGill and we very much hope you'll stick with us for the rest of a mental season of Scottish football. See you later.